My guest today is Jamie Coleman. Jamie was named one of the top business coaches to follow in 2022 and hosts one of the most popular podcasts in the world, Aligned with Purpose in Life and Leadership. She's on a mission to empower and motivate leaders to align with their purpose and believes increased purpose-driven leadership equals greater universal consciousness. In today's episode, you will learn the number one thing that holds women entrepreneurs back from wealth and success, three steps to get in optimum alignment, how mission-driven leadership contributes to the collective consciousness, ways to let go and trust the process, and the power of podcasting, and so much more, really. So we have a lot of value packed in this short episode. So sit back, get your notebook out, and enjoy the show. Are you ready to scale your business in a way that's aligned with your soul and profitable? I'm Casey Rossi, a business and leadership coach. I've been a full-time entrepreneur for 30 years and love business. I help conscious leaders increase their impact and optimize their lives. Join me each week for tips and deep conversations on cultivating confidence, increasing your visibility, elevating your vibration, and leading with purpose without burning out. Let's go. Jamie, thank you so much for being here. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Very excited. Yeah, I'm really excited as well. I know we share a passion for alignment. And so I really want to dig into that. But my first question to you is I'm wondering what you feel is the number one thing that holds back women entrepreneurs when it comes to attaining wealth and success? Yeah. Oh, isn't that the question right there? I feel there's two sides to it. I feel there's a lot of fear right? And that can be fear for so many different things. A lot of times it comes up in imposter syndrome, not feeling like they're good enough, but what a lot of times stems from that fear is, and they end up doing too much, right? They're striving for achievement, looking towards the outcome and wanting it now. And I feel like those two things kind of meshed together are just kind of detrimental to not only your health, but finding that alignment that you were just speaking about. Absolutely. And so um, is your answer alignment to that really common scenario of not feeling good enough and then over-delivering to compensate from that lack of self-worth? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, And I mean, the alignment for me truly means like Yes, doing, taking aligned action, understanding like your mountain, so to speak, that you're striving for and you're, and you're working towards, but it's also learning how to be and to live and to create this lifestyle that you don't need an escape from. You don't want an escape from because it's everything. It's like an extension of who you truly are. So you feel like success for me, that's ultimately what that, what that means. I totally agree with you. I often see, and I'm curious if you do as well, that guilt comes up when women are, you know, wanting to lean into just being and not being like master doers and attached to their to-do list. Do you find that as well? I think there's so much guilt, especially for moms. Like I've noticed that being a mother myself, it's like, there's always more. I feel there's always more that could be added to your plate, right? The the to-do list could be never ending if you allow it. And so 
there is guilt. Oh, I should be doing more, or I should already be there or have this or have that. And I feel it's that constant need to achieve or to impress that does lead to guilt in not doing in the moment or in the present completely. So if alignment is one of the key answers to squashing some of those um, negative things that hold us back, how can our listeners get aligned? Yeah, I would say first is looking at your day-to-day activities. Do you feel like you have white space in your calendar? And if you do, are you actively trying to fill it with doing more? Okay, like let's just say you were on a call. Okay, you had an hour-long call. And after that, you have a good hour before your next activity. Are you remaining at your desk, filling your time with busy work, checking your email, seeing what else you could get done? Or are you allowing yourself to go on a walk with your dog at 1 p.m. on a Monday because you have space, right? And I feel even now with so many people switching to like online and virtual positions, it's like, oh, we've got to be working nine to five. Got to fill up that white space with more stuff so that we can check off more off our to-do list. But it's like, no, actually, how can you look at your day and say, I'm going to get one two or three things done that are actually meaningful towards getting me closer to that mountain and becoming my future self now that are actually going to matter. So I think step one, definitely look at your calendar. Are you filling that white space? If you are, how can you begin to not fill it? (laughs) I mean, look at ways to like further ground yourself, right? If you just went through an online training or you're going through a course right now and you got through a module, go take five minutes sit outside, listen to the birds, just constantly dance with this achievement and alignment. And that's where you truly can find whatever balance it is that you're looking for. It's just going to help mentally. You feel clarity for the next time you jump into achievement and doing. Absolutely. And I'm hearing three things in what you just said, three nuggets, really. One is when you're prioritizing one, two or three bullet points that you are going to accomplish in your day, make sure that they're going to be weighty enough that it's helping you climb that mountain and get you closer to the goal, because we can often mistake busyness for productivity. So I love that. Two is awareness. When we start to have the mindset and awareness of, oh, There is even white space there. And what can I do in that white space? I think that that's really crucial. We have to have awareness before we start any kind of healing or transformation process. And the third thing is um, I felt this need for self-permission granting. So it's like, even though you're aware of that white space, in order to have a sense of fulfillment and balance, you have to give yourself permission to walk the dog take a two hour lunch with your bestie, lay out in the sun and cat nap for a half an hour, whatever it is for you. So that's awesome. Thank you for that. Mm. I'm curious, Jamie, that how does our mission-driven leadership contribute to the collective consciousness? Mm. Well, I did a podcast episode on this and it was if everyone in the world was aligned with their purpose, what would that truly look like? And sitting with that question still kind of blows my mind and has me get really deep because I feel like that's ultimately what we're all here to do, 
right, is to figure out like, what's our special purpose here on this planet? Why were we put here? And what's our gift that we can bring to the world? And so I feel those who are mission driven as leaders are first off, not only the light for the rest of humanity to get that permission that they might need to step into their purpose, but they're also actively doing it. And so it's like the amount of impact that they have on the world because they're just doing what they feel called to do, like what they're here on this earth to do. It's just incredible. And I feel they give such an incredible example of people who are so in love with the process Mm -hmm. of doing what they're called to do that they, they're like completely aware. Like you could see this so beautifully with like Tony Robbins. Okay. Like he does not need to keep doing these seminars if he didn't want to, but he is so in love with his calling, with his purpose, that he is going to keep showing up till the day he dies. Like we all know that. Mm-hmm. And he knows the outcome of that is changing lives. He knows it's all the abundance and financially, especially abundance that he could ever want. So I think that's been a huge part of my journey, especially recently is like, how can I fall more madly in love with the process, trusting that the outcomes and everything that I've ever dreamed of as well is already on its way and is, has already come. So absolutely has already came. (laughs) (laughs) No, I, I totally get what you're saying and I love it. And I'm wondering for the listener, that's like, that sounds amazing. That sounds magical. I want to let go and surrender to the process and have faith that my highest good and my highest potential is going to be fulfilled. How can they let go a little bit? Like, and, and, you know, like, Loosen the grip, if you will, because I feel like, especially due to society and just general cultural upbringing, um, as women rising, especially women entrepreneurs, there is this need and this paradigm to push and grind. And so what's a tip that could help the listener just let go and trust the process even more? Oh, I love this question so much. I feel when you really sit with the question of like, why am I rushing? When you realize that what you're building, let's say it be a business at this point, let's say you're building a business. When you realize that you're building a business that is an extension of you, like it is your life's purpose. It is what you're here to do. There's no rushing that because it's what you want to do for the rest of your life. So why are you hurrying to get to a destination that actually doesn't exist? Because once you hit it, there's just going to be something else. So you might as well drop into the moment, appreciate it, respect how far you've come and just know that so long as you continue doing what you're doing and showing up, the world is yours. (laughs) Yeah. Jamie, how did you find your life's purpose? Oof. Oh, that is... That is such an interesting question because I didn't know for the longest time what that looked like, as I'm sure everybody kind of goes through at one point, but everybody was in school and I just remember they all knew what they wanted to be. They all knew what they wanted to go to college for. They had this beautiful life vision. And I was sitting over here, am I alone? Having (laughs) no idea what it is that I want to do. I didn't know what that looked like. So I didn't plan to go to college at all. It wasn't something that really aligned with me at that time. I especially didn't know what I would go for. So I just started dabbling in a bunch of different things, a bunch of 
different fun little side projects. And I was 15 years old. Uh, the company that I was working for was taking off automotive parts and like putting them in a side warehouse. And I started selling them online. That's really when I got the taste of passive income and wow. being an entrepreneur, like having my own business. And I was like, okay, this is pretty cool. Uh, I definitely need to explore this world a little bit more. It felt like felt like I was an entrepreneur since birth, but felt extremely misplaced. I love that. I always say that being an entrepreneur is in our blood. Like it's something baked in our DNA and it's, it's not something that you can like just, um, ignore the whispers because it's more of a loud roar of, Hey, (laughs) this is, this is what you need to do. That's a super fun story. I I love that. I didn't realize that about um, your history. So that's really cool. I know that you're also a vegetarian as am I have been a veg since I was 16. And I'm Mm -hmm. wondering um, if, and how that dovetails into your current business vision and values. And you know what, I don't know if I've ever shared this little bit before, but I I feel like I know exactly where that started and kind of came from. So I was over in La Jolla, California, we were staying at an Airbnb for a vacation. It was my fiance and I, and we were actually staying in a place owned by a crystal healer. And I had no idea what that even looked like at the time. Like I had no idea really what crystals were, except for that they looked pretty, right? Mm-hmm. And I just remember walking into this guy's home and immediately it was like, I was hit by like a force field or something. I know this sounds crazy. Like someone's probably listening to this. Like this girl is wacko. She's a little too woo for me, but I'm telling you, Our listeners I are woo, so it. go for it. <laughs> oh, great. Cause Oh, when I tell you, I felt like an energy shift and he had crystals covering, I think every inch of his walls. Okay. So I go in there he performs like a crystal healing session on me. And he, I remember he, he gave me a hug and he said, your life will never be the same. Like we will forever be connected. And at, in the moment I was like, okay, that's fine. I didn't feel any different. I was like, we're just going to go kind of carry on with our vacation. Well, I get back home. We lived in Scottsdale, Arizona, get back home. I end up randomly watching what the health followed by like five other health documentaries. And from that day on, I never ate meat again. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm linking that in because from that moment, it's like a light switch went off and it's almost like it woke me up from this sleep that I was in for so many years before mm, that. Wow. And it happened all at once. That's awesome. I love quantum yeah. leaps like that. And, uh, that's amazing. Oh, that's so cool. It was I love so it. Cool. <laughs> that's great. Um, I know you're also a podcaster. I would love to hear your thoughts and feelings on the power of podcasting. I don't think there's anything else that's more powerful, truthfully, because as we were talking about, especially women, very busy. We've got a lot on our plates. We've got a stacked to do to-do list. You could, all you need to have in is headphones. You can be driving, you can be at the gym, you can be doing anything in the world and you can still be consuming information from people that you really respect and admire. So I think in that sense, podcasting is incredible. It's, it's been one of the most transformative experiences for me and my business. As you know, like it helps you not only find your voice, but just learn how to share your story and 
connect with really incredible people from around the world, it's, there's nothing like it. I'm so thankful. (laughs) I am too. I agree with everything that you said. It's a fabulous platform and um, yes to everything you said. I know you also use uh, the platform of virtual stages. And I feel like this is coming up more and more. There's always been that uh, revenue channel of selling from the stage and acquiring new clients and prospective clients by speaking. And I'm wondering if we have someone that's interested in cracking into the virtual stage arena, what are some um, best practices or strategies they can implement? Yeah, I really feel like vulnerability is huge. And just not only for yourself, right? Like when you start opening up stories from your past that maybe at one point were pretty painful, it helps you emotionally go through it. And it also helps others embrace you, but it gives others permission to truly be themselves and open about up about things that at what point, you know, they were struggling with, or maybe still are. So I think that's huge, just starting to be vulnerable, uh, really getting clear, okay, what do I actually want out of this? Like, what am I looking to do? Am I just looking to hold incredible conversations with people from around the world? Am I looking to build a business out of this? Uh, is this just my life's purpose to just go out and just share my stories and my, and my word? So I think those two things are pretty key, uh, but if someone's looking to actually get started it's like say on a podcast or starting to speak virtually it's communicating with people I would Mm -hmm. say it's just building those connections up I think that's huge for sure Jamie and talk to me a little bit about the differences between the podcasting platform and speaking on virtual stages yeah I'd say a majority of what I like doing are podcasts truthfully just I feel like I don't know it's it's more laid back And I like that. Like I like right now, it's just like a conversational flow. It's not super structured. I really, I really love that. That's how I do my show too. But I feel on a virtual stage, if we're speaking about like a virtual summit or even like a presentation that you're giving in front of an audience or a webinar, a challenge, something like that, there's definitely more structure to it, but it's Mm -hmm. an incredible way to just have people from all around the world sitting with you in your office when you can present and share your knowledge, that's going to help them in some way, shape or form. It's, we have a gift of having the internet at our fingertips. And I feel it's such an incredible way to use it. I agree with you. And I feel like it was always there, but it certainly got amplified post pandemic or post 2020. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I think it has opened up a tremendous amount of opportunities for people to be global, to be international, reach people in all crevices of the world that if they were just solely focusing on their own backyard, the world opens up. So I think that's amazing. What have you personally found to be the biggest benefit of podcasting, like something specific for you or your business? Definitely like warming up clients for sure. Like I get messages through the grapevine, right? Someone who maybe would have never seen an Instagram post, would have never seen a Facebook post or even a live, right? They never would have seen that before. And somehow through the grapevine, they found my podcast or someone I went to high school with shared it with their sister who shared it with their friend, which from what I've seen, isn't as common with like 
just a static Instagram feed to be shared like that. Obviously you have the posts that go viral. You have some posts that do really well. Right. But the life of them is so short-lived where I have people that will still share episodes from the beginning of my show. It's like they last for so long. So that's huge. But then just being able, when somebody sends me a message, Hey, Jamie, like I'm really struggling with my money mindset, for example, like, Hey, you know what? I feel you. I've dealt with that too. Here's an episode for you that will hopefully help guide you through this. And so I'm able to send them an episode and then I can help coach them through it. And we don't even have to get on a call. Right. Yeah. So they're just continuously helped and served in a greater way. For sure. It becomes a perpetual resource library, which is awesome. Yes. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> what do you have new and exciting on the docket coming up? Oof, lots of things. So we started a podcast management agency. So we've been really working on that. And I've been looking actually like crazy today. We are looking to build out a sprinter van. So we're going to do it like an RV and we're going to get in and use it to travel in and stuff on the weekends. Very excited for that. Oh, I'm so excited for you. I am a tiny house um, enthusiast. So I love that. I mean, it just, and not surprised because so many of the qualities of being an entrepreneur are freedom, flexibility, adventure. And I feel Mm -hmm. like going on the road just like completely um, augments all of that. It just allows it to come come to full fruition. How can people learn more about you and your world? Yeah, definitely my podcast, Aligned with Purpose in Life and Leadership. That's a good place to start. Or I can be found on LinkedIn, Jamie Coleman, J-A-M-I-E-K-U-L-L-M-A-N. Or I just kicked off a new Instagram and that's Coach with Jamie. Nice. Awesome. I'll make sure to drop all the show links in there as well. And if you had a future prediction for women entrepreneurs and female CEOs and leaders, what would it be? Oof. we're going to take over the world. That's what's coming to mind. <laughs> Hell <right> yeah. Now. <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> I love it. That's amazing. I thank you so much for being here on the show, Jamie. I'm going to ask you one final question because I always like to wrap up each episode with a bow. If you had to share one final piece of bright light wisdom with our listeners, what would it be? It would be to give yourself grace whatever that looks like. If you feel like you have a calling right now, you've got that North star, that mountain that we were speaking about, become the version of you that has already created that today and make sure all of your actions that you take moving forward are towards that mountain without distraction. Whatever Mm -hmm. comes up on the way that tries to block you or distract you, just stay focused because the world is waiting for you. I love that. That's so beautiful. Today, not tomorrow, and stay aligned and focused. That's so beautiful. Jamie, thank you for being here. Until we meet again, my friend, breathe joy. Thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed today's episode with Jamie and got some inspiration how you too can architect your life in a way that's in alignment with your soul. Wanted to share some feedback from Rachel Smets from the Netherlands, and she says, five stars, thanks for your amazing podcast and having me on your show. It's a great honor and such a pleasure to discuss and inspire people. Having more freedom to do what you love is the goal for many, but few achieve it. Hope we helped with these tips. 
Absolutely. And if you would like to review the show, you can head on over to lovethepodcast.com slash brilliance. We're having an exciting coaching drawing, so let me give you the details. Each month, I'll pick one lucky winner from those that have reviewed the show that month and gift a 20-minute laser coaching session with me. Please take a screenshot and email it to me at casey at caseyrossi.com so I have your perfect contact info for the drawing. Again, you can review the show at lovethepodcast.com slash brilliance. See you next week.